I know you're singing this when you're uh, listening to this or watching this. It's like shooting fish in a barrel with this song, right? Bring back some memories. Pretty sight. All right, last dance, Keith Gottschalk with you. It is the 26th of August in, uh, where are we, 2019. Did the lights just flicker? I don't know. The lights may have just flickered. I have the hardest time with this with this microphone. It's, it's making me sit up straight. I'll call it Sister Mary Microphone from my Catholic school days. Sit up straight, young man. <clears throat> Otherwise, you have to speak right at it. It's not omni. It's directional. It's not what I wanted when I when I bought it, but it is what it is. Anyway, well, it's cranking me up a little bit. That that's all we need is more more volume this week. Uh, next week, heading into the Labor Day weekend, and uh, a couple things. I, I think I'm going to change the the opening of this show um, for both YouTube and for <clears throat> man. This will be the last time I try and do this, this early. <clears throat> Smokers cough. But uh, I, I just, I'm, it's, it's not wearing well on me. Do you hear that noise? That's probably the garbage man. There's just so many things that go on around here sometimes, and I can't control the ambient noise all the time. But there's a garbage can that needs to be taken out, picked up, or whatever. It, it's just, hmm, now that works. Sit up straight. Oh, God. You know, this this shouldn't have to be rocket scientists. You know, it's it's a, it's a microphone, it's a boom, it's a mixer. But like I was saying, I that opening's just just not uh, it's not wearing well on me. I I think it's a little too over the top. I mean, considering the subject matter, you know, you're probably wondering over the top. That could be it over the top. Well, for podcasting and for YouTube, it. It's probably a little bit over the top. I should probably look. Yeah. You know, nothing Nothing is working out this morning. How's that? That better? I could be seen as well as heard. All right. I think we got it. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to... I think I might mess around with that when I get some uh, time in the near future. And, uh, I don't know. It's got to be something better. Um, the kid... Rescuing the little little rabbit is, is almost a little too cloying. Um, I love I love that song by the way. That's like in my top five of all all time under pressure. Bowie and uh, Queen and uh, the late great Freddie Mercury. Uh, but I don't know. You know, if you're watching this and you've got any ideas, just go ahead and leave them in the in the comments. Now you may have uh, noticed that I broadcast. <laughs> No, I don't broadcast. I podcast. I used to broadcast. Now I podcast from my bar in uh, beautiful 
Fantasy. Nobody's going to get this reference. Beautiful downtown Burbank. You have to be really old to watch Rowan and Martin's laughing back in the day. But I guess this is beautiful downtown Shaler Township in the Pittsburgh suburbs. That's part of the reason. You know, we bought this house. And what I've done, this is the basement is my area. The upstairs with all the yarn is my wife's area. And so I turned this into a combination man cave, family museum, other kind of museum. I've got all kinds of things down here. Um, I've got old books. I've got our family's old 8mm projector with a uh, film queued up. I've got sports memorabilia. I have uh, old radios, collectible radios. I have all kinds of things that I have tacked up all around. A lot of my old uh, newspaper front pages. So I thought I'm going to probably do it a little bit of a video tour at at some point and i guess it's it's my love of reading sports journalism that sort of thing i've got some of my front pages when i used to work in newspaper on the wall i know you're just thrilled uh but you might find it interesting so i thought down here at the treasure house which is what i'm going to call the basement from now on Again, that's that's another old folks show. If you, if you remember Captain Kangaroo, going way back to children's television that I grew up with, uh, that's what he called the CBS Down Soundstage. But anyway, I thought I'd do a little show and tell, and you know, before we get to all the heavy shit, and take a trip down memory lane because I find myself doing that a lot lately, um, because the future seems, shall we say, indistinct. And it's not healthy for me, but I do it anyway. It's almost a, a neurotic compulsion. I look back a lot. And now in the digital age, you can look back a lot, but I collect a lot of junk. So I have to talk about today, but I've decided to basically comment on two things. Excuse me. One was a given. The other one just popped up last night. And the one that popped up last night was the lunatic in the White House had discussed in 2017 dropping... A nuclear warhead, a nuclear warhead into a hurricane. As if you can fight weather the way we fight conventional wars or nuclear wars, I guess. Well, that idiot. Um, don't want to talk about that because it's more than just this cockamamie idea that's on my nerves right now. The other thing, of course, is, uh, is Bolsonaro and the Amazon on fire. So we'll get to that. In, uh, in just a minute, I guess, if I can get this thing working. And um, I'll take a short break and be right back with the rest of the show. This is truly... <laughs> oh, God. I can't even remember sometimes what I'm doing. Last Dance. Keith Gottschalk with you.
Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. William Joel. I'll be back in New York next month. City, that is. Did you think I was going to Buffalo? Who the hell wants to go to Buffalo? Or Albany, for that matter, unless you absolutely have to. time I'll do this getting out of the shower. Life went on beyond the palisades. They all called Cadillacs and left there long ago. We held a concert out in Brooklyn to watch the island bridges blow. They turned out Dance. Keith Gottschalk with you here on the 26th of August from the bar somewhere in suburban Pittsburgh. And, uh, that, you know, it's funny. That song was t- entitled Miami 2017, which was two years ago, which is a, it was sort of an apocalyptic, apocalyptic song for Joel. Maybe he could make it Miami 2027, probably be a lot closer to reality. Anyway, stuff to talk about. Uh, two things here because I'm going to probably go on a rant on the second one. So let's let's take let's take the Amazon first. Um, I had actually felt that uh, Bolsonaro would dig in his heels and reject uh, the pressure from other countries, whether it be diplomatic or economic, to do something about the fires in the Amazon, which are you know rapidly spreading and um, causing a lot of the indigenous people to lose their lands. A lot of them are losing their lives. Um, these, these farmers and foresters, you hear that a lot of them have set these fires on purpose, are a bunch of thugs. And it used to be the army would protect the indigenous people, but that hasn't been happening anymore. So they basically slaughtered these folks, um, similar to the way American settlers slaughtered Indians uh, because they wanted their land and they cut down the forest. And it's kind of interesting how that, that works with history, um, coming circle, full circle here in, the, in this hemisphere. Of course, people don't like me to say that. You know, I, well, That's kind of American history. We, we sweep that under the We don't want kids thinking bad things about it. So Bolsonaro has actually ordered the army into the Amazon to try and stop as best they can these fires, but it may already be too late. According to this article in The Independent, um, there are scientists who now say that the Amazon is reaching, reaching a tipping point in which a third of its ecosystem could be irreversibly decimated. And this is in the Independent newspaper from London. You lose so much of this forest, you're also going to lose so much of these species, but you're also going to unleash vast amounts of stored carbon, which, of course... Do we even need to mention it? Kicks uh, the continual global warming into hyperdrive, just like all that methane right now, which is uh, escaping the permafrost in Siberia. 75,000 individual forest fires in the first eight months of this year. 
In July, the rate of deforestation equated to roughly an area the size of Manhattan every day or greater London every three weeks. Now, how much do you think this could go on? How long? Professor Thomas Lovejoy of George Mason University has studied the Amazon since 1965, told the Independent, there are signs it is on course for further extensive deforestation, which will soon stretch beyond human control. Now, what they're saying is further raising of the Amazon could break its hydrological cycle, whereby it generates half its own rainfall. If a critical amount of trees are felled, the ecosystem will degrade to the point of being unable to support the rainforest. Um, this quote from Professor Lovejoy, when we were first worried about it, the amount of deforestation was small. But then these other things started to interact. The impact of deforestation, the effects of climate change became apparent, and the extent of use of fire for clearing land became apparent. Well, the reason we believe the tipping point is so close, we're seeing historic droughts 2005, 2010, 2016, and satellite images in the north central Amazon show forest remote from everything are beginning to convert into grassland. And so from what I have read, that would turn large parts of the Amazon into arid savanna. Something else needs to be said here as well. The Amazon is not the only place right now where there are out-of-control fires going on. Um, Alaska, Siberia, and the biggest ones right now are in Central Africa. People aren't talking about those probably because it's Africa. And I uh, see on the news today that California has caught fire again. Folks, think about it, okay? You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be a climatologist or a meteorologist. Just start connecting the dots. If you're even over the age of 30, remember back to the way things were with the earth when you were a kid or a young adult. I'm 56. Believe me, I remember. All of this is, is completely off the charts. Completely off the charts. So we'll have to keep watching the Amazon, but I think we should continue to watch all those other fires burning right now and the, um, the methane that is now starting to um, release not only from the Siberian permafrost, but also from, from the oceans. And there's some debate over how serious that is at this present time. But if you take all this together, it certainly doesn't spell good things for the existence of plant and animal matter on Earth. But like I said, I, I was kind of surprised that, that Bolsonaro lifted his finger to do anything because he had originally said, we own this forest, we'll do whatever the hell we want with it. This is our sovereignty. And you're threatening our sovereignty. And, you know, no Yankees or Europeans are going to come in and tell us what to do. And they started talking about, I guess, some severe uh, economic sanctions. And I don't know, maybe he wants to be liked by the world community a little bit more than I gave him credit for. Or he may be sending the army in there to putter around and make it look like they're doing something. But from what I've seen, they're dropping water from planes. I don't know if, it's, uh, if that's like trying to drain Hoover Dam with the Dixie Cup at this point in time. But we'll have to wait and see on that. The other thing that happened last night is this story escaped from the White House. And from now on, I'm just going to call the man what he is. He's a lunatic. President Trump is a lunatic. Cody Daxales, he suggested multiple times to senior Homeland Security and national security officials, according to Axios, that they explore using nuclear bombs to stop hurricanes from hitting the United States. According to people who have heard him say this 
and have been briefed on National Security Council memorandum that recorded these comments. Trump said, I got it, I got it. Genius here has an idea, right? During one hurricane briefing. I got it, I got it. Why don't we nuke them? They start forming off the coast of Africa as they're moving across the Atlantic. We drop a bomb inside the eye of the hurricane and it disrupts it. Why can't we do that? It's not funny. None of this is funny. This, this, this is terrifying. It's just terrifying. I was born when Kennedy was president. I was raised in the, in the Nixon and Ford and Carter years and Reagan. And whatever differences I may have had with my national leadership or the president, I would have never dreamed that this country would have allowed a lunatic to have their be arms reach from the nuclear codes. Anyway, back to this. Asked how the briefer reacted, the source recalled he said something to the effect of, Sir, we'll look into that. Now, I've worked with the military <laughs> enough times. So, when, you're, when your colonel says something really stupid, but you, the adjutant, the lieutenant, is going to be forced to look into it, that's what you say. I'll be, look right into that, sir. You hope the old man will forget, or you'll play for time. Or you'll get experts to bring in with you the next time you have to brief the old man and say, these guys say you can't do this. And they're above my pay rank. Anyway, Trump replied by asking incredulously how many hurricanes the U.S. could handle and reiterated suggestion that the government intervene before they make landfall. The briefer was knocked back on his heels, a source in the room said. You could hear a gnat fart in that meeting. I like that. I have to remember that one. People were astonished after the meeting ended. We thought, what the fuck? I'll say it. You know, three little lines. What the fuck? What do we do with this? Well, gee whiz. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you should have told some people in Congress and put them on the spot and say, this is 25th Amendment time, you cowards. For the good of the country, not of your jobs, not of your power and position and perks for your country. Remove this man before he kills us all. He has wanted to do something with nuclear weapons ever since he became president. You might remember, he said, we've got all these nuclear weapons. We never use them for anything. <sighs> anyway, trying to contain myself, and it's hard. <sighs> I don't know what to do. Of course, the White House will lie about it. You should know that this, back in the, in the wacky 50s, when they believed that... Uh, Everything could be solved with uh, nuclear energy or nuclear weapons because they had the faintest idea what they were dealing with other than how to make the bomb go boom. This had been researched and uh, for reasons which must seem uh, evident to any high school science student, it was shelved. You can explode a nuclear weapon in the eye of a hurricane and there will still be enough centrifugal force and wind to fling all that radiation over a wide area. I love this. Three weeks after the 2016 election, National Geographic, as if they could play Karnak the Magnificent and read his mind, published an article titled Nuking Hurricanes, the Surprising History of a Really Bad Idea. We just... Ugh. It's water, folks. It's not vodka. Oh, I've got plenty of that behind me. This good Polish stuff. <sighs> Last night, after I read this story, I literally had a breakdown. A mental breakdown. 
I've, I've said to many of you, you know, I, I, um, I have PTSD, borderline personality disorder, um, generalized anxiety disorder. I'm very upfront about this. But last night, we, my, my wife and I were down here on the, watching the big screen, the um, Amazon uh, remake of Catch-22, which I recommend. Sort of, kind of faithful to the book in the previous movie. But I, because of my conditions, I'm influenced by a lot of popular culture. Certain movies, TV shows, I literally have to turn them off because I get too worked up. Or I get too depressed. Or they affect me. Some scenes of violence do that. Um, depends on what mood I'm in, if I can take them or not. This isn't anything new from, for, for people like me. They have to watch their consumption of um, intense programming. And we were right near the end of episode five, and, and my wife read this story, and I looked it up, and I poured myself a stiff scotch and walked outside, and I just looked up at the heavens, I said, I've never felt so close to believing that we are doomed. The whole world is losing its mind, so it seems. Not, well, that's a little unfair, perhaps, to the Germans. Um... But certainly the lunatic in the White House should... And I, I, I wrote this on, on my Facebook site. I said, every night, and this is true, every night I go to bed, and I have my, my smartphone next to the bed, and every night I worry I'm going to be woke up in the middle of the night because they send that emergency notification over all the smartphones. You know, it's like the old emergency broadcast system. When there's a national emergency, that thing goes off in the middle of the night, and I'm just... Every night I go to bed wondering, is this the night I'm going to be woke up by the national emergency notification that that lunatic in the White House had started a nuclear war or bumbled into one somehow? And it's tough. I don't pull punches. This podcast isn't going to pull any punches. We're in serious deep shit right now. When you look all around the world and you look at guys who are now in charge of powerful nations, Trump, Bolsonaro... Oh, Boris Johnson, Vladimir Putin, and I think his last name is pronounced Z in China. Where they're locking down the entire population like some sort of episode of Black Mirror. You wonder, you really have to wonder, what the hell happened to us as a people, as a human race? Maybe this was always supposed to happen like this. Maybe there are those who say once we invented steam power... We were set on this course to destroy ourselves. Some people go all the way f back to organized agriculture. You look at all the people in this world, you look at all the, all the people who are trying to live decent lives, work, take care of their families, and uh, most of us have no power whatsoever. We get to vote. In this country, we get two choices, and only two. <sighs> How much control do we have over what's happening to us? I would say probably not a heck of a lot. But when I hear things like the, the so-called leader of the three, free world is trying to, has this idea, he wants to use nukes so bad that he's going to drop them on hurricanes. God only knows. And, and the people in the room, they're literally struck dumb. They have no idea how to respond to that. I'd be fired immediately because I would just look at him and say, Mr. President, you are a fucking lunatic. You are a fucking lunatic. You shouldn't be president. Oh. Now nah, let's not play. Let's, play. Let's, let's go out with this one. Because 
It was also the last song of the episode five of um, whatever, um, Catch-22. Anyway, maybe we'll, uh, we'll talk to you Labor Day weekend. I have four days off. Maybe we won't. I don't know. They used to be, I, there used to be a radio guy who used to say, if the creek don't rise and the Russians don't drop the big one, I'll see you tomorrow. At, um, I don't know, every time I think of nuclear weapons and the end of the world, well, I think of this. For you Dr. Strangelove fans. Meet again. Don't know where. Don't know where. Hey, I take 16 I months of Pence right now. Heck, I take Some Peter Sellers, President Merkin Muffley. I never knew a guy like General Turgeson of Dr. Strangelove would land up being President of the United States. But if you've never seen the movie Dr. Strangelove, it's required viewing for this show. It's insane. It's all insane. Vera Lynn, ladies and gentlemen. From the, from the big one, World War II. Alright, this is Keith Gottschuk. Check out all the links. Podcast, YouTube. Blog. Facebook. Twitter. Everybody sing along as the mushroom clouds burst above us as the hurricane passes by. Hopefully we'll see each other again next weekend.